This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Okay, well, it's like, um, it's like we're doing talking about Darth Vader this week. Darth Vader. Sorry. Yeah. I just have to say that. <laughs> nah, it's like, it's understandable. And this might come as a slight surprise to anyone who read my WonderCon post. But trust me, like the Detective Comics 1000 podcast, that'll be coming next time. We certainly hope so. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, but this week, yeah, it's like going with like the original plan to talk about Darth, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, which is a series that you know I really didn't have high expectations for when it was announced because you know picture it a couple of years back, like and this is after um, Kieran Gailen and Salvador La Roca's um, Darth Vader's own Darth Vader series had wrapped up, and this is still the crown jewel of Marvel's Star Wars line. I mean, it just not only did it. Um, explain explain and tell like, an interesting story in the Star Wars mythos, basically just how Darth Vader got back in the Emperor's good graces after, you know, having the Death Star blown up on his watch during episode four. It's like they did it with it's like they did it with with style. It's like and it was style and a lot of a lot of interest as well. It's like the like, sol- solid art from Loroka, lots of um clever writing and fun characterizations from from Gylan that as well as like um, he was just adding stuff that he would eventually come back to um, add in his um, in his own in his current run on Star Wars. It's like so this this so this Darth Vader series pretty much had everything you could ask for. It's like in a licensed spinoff title, and well, true to form, like you would well okay, you would hope that Marvel you know would just like say okay, you know this has been a great Darth Vader series. We're going to give it a maybe about a year or so to just let it, let it sink in, let it appreciate it. No, they just gave it a couple months, and hey, we're back with a new Darth Vader ongoing series, and it's like, oh man, it's like, you know, it's like, how the hell are you going to find a way to top that? Well, they're not going to top it, really. It's like, it's, it's like, that's, like I said, that's still, still the highest bar for Marvel stories, but, much to my surprise, um, Darth, Dark Lord of the Sith has actually turned out to be a, a much more entertaining series, I would expect would have expected um given its close proximity to um to the ri- to the original Darth Vader run um now it now it comes to us from two, from two creators primarily um Charles Soule and and Giuseppe Camincoli now Giuseppe Camincoli's done lots of good work at DC and Marvel um Hellblazer over at over at um DC and a couple of years worth of um Spider-Man comics over at over at Marvel, and he and he turns in some really, some really good energetic stuff for over the course of, over the course of these four, these four volumes, he's got he's got style, he's got detail. It's like, and I, it's like, and it's just like, and there's some like just like fun, really impressive subtle moments he does, like when with Vader just like you know, um, fighting like just stuffing out the fire that's engulfed him, engulfed him in his armor when he's um waylaid on Mustafar. Like in the final volume, things like, things like that. Um, Kevin Coley's like, like I said, he, it's like he's he does like great. He's a he has great stuff from beginning to end. Now Charles Soule, on the on the other hand, well, the more I think about him, the more I think that he's the uh, the writer equivalent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I mean by that is he's a he's a writer where for him, like his just. In terms of his quality output, the seat, the ceiling is very close to the floor. What that means is that 
you're not going to get a terrible story from him. You may not get a truly great story from him, but like you're going to get something that's that that you're not going to feel you're waste, wasting your time with. And occasionally, like you'll get something that's that 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 ultimately, like you know, like that occasionally, like you know, breaks either it's like either the ceiling or the floor. Well, the ceiling, to be honest, because like you know, I haven't seen the Marvel Cinematic release. It has I've really left feeling that I've wasted my time with. I've seen ones that I've thought like, wow, this is really better than usual. But I haven't seen one that, like I said, that I've that I've really di- um, disagreed with. That's the case with Soul as well. He's a guy who, you know, it's like I can I can uh, pick up something he's written and go, no, yeah, okay, this wasn't bad. It's like, and occasionally go, hey, you know, that was actually pretty good. You know, like his um, like like his um, death and return of Wolverine related stuff. So he's so he's in the driver's seat for the Darth Vader series, and you know, it's like. And um, and as I, and I've and I've written reviews of the first first three volumes. And to, just to recap a bit for the first one, he really did a good job of picking a uh, starting point that allows you to tell a good Darth Vader story. Because the problem with Vader is that as one of th- one of the iconic villains of popular culture, um, it runs the risk of you know like he's a guy like whose whose appeal lies in his indomitable badassness. The kind of guy who you look at him and you know you see come up against him and you know it's like oh it's like you're either you're screwed or it's like you know your or your best option is to just run run away just like just like that um in, intense feeling of fear that you get when you when you see him it's like and 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 is also his just his his ruthlessness as as well the uh, it's like the fact that he, that he's that he'll just that he'll um. Like that he'll like you know force force choke or lifesaver his way through any it's like it's like any any situation possible in order to get get what he wants. Now there have been there have been some you know uh, it's like attempts to humanize him over the course of the years, which you know have not panned out as well. But you know it's like but um, Gylan, um really understood a good understood what made um, Vader to work and found something good for him to struggle against something that basically just like how do you get how does Vader get back into the Empire, emperor's good good graces it wasn't simply a uh, it's like a problem that he could just you know like um they could, that he could just bludgeon his way through um soul arguably has found a, a more interesting way to uh like to challenge Vader and that's by taking taking us all the way back to when he was starting out Literally, because like the very first issue begins at the uh, at in the end, ending moments of episode three, where Vader has you know leapt off the uh, it's like the operating table to express his dismay and to, and well to his and Kevin Kelly's credit, the uh, it's like Vader's um, opening moments of rage in the uh, like in the initial in this first volume are a lot more compelling than the no. We got at the end of episode three, so and it's also kind of and it's also kind of telling that as soon as Vader like expresses his rage at what's his current situation, um, the Emperor basically just force lightnings him back to his senses, saying, "No, let me show you. Let, let me make sure you understand who's in charge here." Before ex- before explaining to him the current state of the of the Republic and telling him what he's got, to, telling him that you know his new like his new job is to his first. Um, job is to find 
is to find a way to prove himself worthy of it's like of being his right hand man and taking and t- finding a uh, Jedi to take him take his um, lightsaber from. So, so that kind of begins the uh, it's like 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 the core struggle of the series because um, Souls Vader is someone who is like you know very who it's like who who is still like you know coming into his own as it's like as a villain and who's who's basically looked at his. Like his situation in life and is determined, you know, this is what I've chosen for myself. This is, it's like, and now I'm going to make the best of it. And now, the, as he does have a certain, he does have a certain death wish. It's like a turn over the course, that he demonstrates over the course of the series, whether it's, you know, descending into places like Mustafar with his, uh, with his, um, like, Flightcraft shields off, um, not, not signaling to, um, it's like to, like to a rebel to a sorry to an imperial outpost you know that he's actually on their side that you no know, he just wants to it's like you'll know, just murder some people just in order to work off his rage it's like it's so like it it's like I said, it's interesting this, to to observe this vader who is like you know not but the cold complacent not complacent implacable foe that we know from the uh from the movies it's like and from the and from the original series but someone who is still very much raw, someone who um, has something to prove, and most importantly, someone who is not recognized as who he is by the uh, by the galaxy at large. With the um, first two volumes, a lot of the um, struggles Vader comes across are just from people who just look at him and go, "What? Who are you?" It's like he's just some to, to these people. He's just some guy. Like to like to the people who ste- to the thugs who steal his um his ship in the first issue of the first volume he's just some guy in a suit, and they quickly learn to their it's like to their um like to their error that hey he's not someone to be to be trifled with the uh, and like the uh, Jedi that he he encounters in the couple, first couple volumes they recognize oh hey you know you're probably the it's like the person who um it's like like who caused all our all the problems we we're facing right now in the first place and they learn too late that that oh that oh he's not someone to be traveled traveled with as well in fact it's like there's there's a lot of um underestimation of vader it's like over the course of the series of people just um you know not recognizing that it's like that he's someone that, that you can't be traveled with i mean it's it's directly addressed in the second volume when when vader when Vader encounters a conspiracy within the Imperial, um, it's like on power structure to take him out because they, they because apparently they, they look at him and go, who, who is this Vader guy? Why is he, why is the emperor suddenly given him like so much power? And he, re- and he recognizes that. Okay. Yeah. It's like, and he says, okay, this is, the, this is definitely a problem, but and now the emperor has to directly intervene in order to let, let his, let his subordinates know that this is, that he is, that that um, an order from Vader isn't basically an order from him himself. So there's lots. So like I said, there's lots of. Um, I mean, lots of interesting like struggles that Vader has to come across. You know, basically just establishing his his character. And like I said the um, the whole like underestimating like Vader bit is kind of like rolled out a lot over the course course of these vo- these volumes. It's like it's probably too much after after a certain point, but it's kind of like you know what else are you gonna do. Still, um, considering that my expectations for this series were really low, um, go- going into it, 
um, Soul and Kevin Coley did a good job of pretty much exceeding them. It's like, it's like uh, with with just about with just about every volume. It's like, and especially with um, volume three, the Burning Seas, which is probably my favorite of it's like of the bunch, as it in, it's basically a stealth crossover with um. So with with what was it? Oh, volume eight of um Kieran Gylan's run, which is Mutant at Mount Cala. Basically, these two volumes tell you the story of how Mon Cal how how Mon Cala um fell to the um to the Empire and then um basically became um became one of the first series first um systems to um to rebel openly. It's like against it's like against the Empire. Um now that would be that would be interesting in itself. But um, but Soul goes a step further in the Burning Seas by introducing a uh, it's like a Jedi Jedi character who's um who's secretly helping the uh, Mon it's like the Mon Cala um um leadership and um advising them on what on what to do what to do here. Problem is that the uh, Jedi who's advising them hasn't been completely honest about who he is and exactly why he's helping. The Mon Cala, and that's that adds um, some some really interesting drama there. Uh, then you've also got the fact that um, you've got um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still he's a Grand Moff at this point. Well, or if, anyway, Tarkin is is a ma- is managing the <coughs> managing the like the the assault and um, doing it in his it's like in his ruthlessly efficient way. But um, it eventually gets to a point where it, he realizes that okay, you know, the emperor um, has asked me to to do a to um, bring this thing to a swift res- resolution, and I'm not going to be able to do that unless I can get my hands on the um, on their leader who has gone to ground. So I'm going to need to call in a favor from Darth Vader. So it's kind of like so you get to see um, Tarkin just you know asking Vader for a favor, and at the end of the volume you get to find out just what the exact nature of that favor was. And it's pretty, it's like, it's pretty interesting. It, it, even if it also plays into, um, you know, it also plays into the whole Vader's um, death wish um, aspect of the series. It's been, that's going up, up to this, to this point. So, so really it's like, I guess if I have any regrets about the series is that I couldn't, I'm not sure I'd be able to judge this, you know, completely um, by itself because, because it arrived so closely on the heels of it's like of that original series that I'm constantly comparing it like to that series and also you know my expectations were just really low because of that if you were coming into this you know this series cold I think it would offer like a good you know straightforward um like telling of just how how Darth Vader acquitted himself it's like it's like in his it's like in his role. It's like in the wake of um, episode three. Does it have the uh, overall depth and style that um, someone like um, Gylan, um brought brought to his writing? Not not really. It's like I mean, if you're asking me to compare um, like um, Gylan to Soul, then the latter's going to win. Sorry, the former's going to win every single time. Like I said, so I think Soul does a solid enough job here as it is. And then you come to the final volume, um, Fortress Vader, which is basically all about um, Vader, like establishing his, um, it's like his, it's like his um, his fortress on on Mustafar. 
it's like with it's basically gotten to a point where the um where the Jedi have gone gone enough to ground that he and the Emperor are not able to make any more um progress on you know just on on eradicating the Jedi from the galaxy. And the problem is that Vader's um you know thirst to you know find more problems to fight leads him to um root out it's like and it's like arguably like inconsequential um interrelations within the um, Inquisitorius. Now that it doesn't ring a bell to you. Um <clears throat> you may not have seen um Star Wars Rebels because this is because the Inquisitorius is also play a key key role here. We as as it's like as Vader like Vader's management of the uh it's like of the pole program, it's like it started at the end of end of the first volume and touched upon throughout throughout the rest of the series since. The basically the, the Inquisitors are basically kinda like the uh, supporting cast it's like of it's like of the it's like of the series, um like for like for the majority of its run. But the thing is that, you know, with um with Vader just like, you know, just looking for new problems to solve and um you know, causing more chaos than he like than, than he solves, the Emperor like realizes that, okay, I need to give my like like um my star pupil a new project. And so he basically so basically says like, you know, I and um and so Vader before you can do that, um, Vader just asks him, like, you know, it's like, what I want from you is a world. It's like one place to call my own. And what the world I want is Mustafar. Because, it's like, in the very first volume, when he um, was forced, turning his kyber crystal to the dark side, he found that, th- that Mustafar is like a locus for the, for the dark side of the Force. And it's a place where he feels that, you know, it's, that his mysteries can be, can be, um, can be examined in detail. Specifically, whether or not um, the dark side can actually offer offer him like his greatest desire to bring to see if it can actually bring um, Padme back to life. So, how does that go? Well, at first it seems like it's going to be like you know Vader, you know, stuck with the uh, it's like with the um, Imperial, it's like with the, with the Imperial Decorator Squadron, which. Um, but uh, but then it quickly turns out to something. Well, that'll be a bit familiar to people who've read um, Souls Run on Daredevil. Because if you because if you think that because if you remember um, the uh, psych- psychopathic artist known as Muse, well, we're going back to that territory here because it turns out that um, there's a uh, that one of the gifts that um, that the Emperor gave Vader like, as he went to like like as as he some um, you know went to establish himself on on Mustafar was the a uh, was the uh, helmet of a dark side of a, of a heretical dark side um, adept known as Momin. It's like some like a, a person who um, believed that art was um, meant to reduce people to the state of animals. That if it didn't produce any reaction, that it was not worth um, pr- pursuing. This is the kind of art that you know it's like. That well basically involved lots of people dying in its its pursuit, and it's like and where and where Mulman was you know it's like was eventually adopted by a Sith in order to it's like because because she, she saw um his like his potential he eventually eventually killed her and tried to um it's like and tried to en- to enact his uh, masterpiece over a populated world but then the Jedi interfered just in time. For him to be um, dissolved, and apparently his um, essence 
placed into like into his mysterious helmet. So, so basically, um, majority of Fortress Vader is basically um, Vader uh, matching wits with the um, personality that's that's entrapped in this helmet as um, as they try to build the uh, it's like the fortress that's going to unlock this dark side locus on on Mustafar. Now, there's some awkward and unwelcome humor about um, Momin, you know, taking taking multiple attempts to um, build the uh, build the, the fortress that's just the right um, way that w- that's going to unlock the the um, the the the, uh, the, the locus. But you no, know, it's like eventually it's like, but eventually if you can get past that, it's like it gets more interesting as you know it's like, and then there's some standard issue stuff. It's like you know Vader has to fight off the locals. It's like. And that's it's final, but the interesting stuff is basically, um, it get is basically when it's like it's like when Vader has to um, take take on a um, newly resurrected um, moment and then venture into the dark side itself, which is probably one of the more weirder abstract things that I've read from Soul, and um, and there's also and it's basically kind of a uh, trip through Darth Vader's past and future. It's like, but you know, it's like it's just it's just weird enough to work. It's like as it's like as interesting take on the character, like on the character itself, just showing you just like you know what's going to happen to him, and also drawing a line under just you know like what you know like how he how Venture like you know was able to let go of his his old desires you know to be with Padme, and then realized hey you know. There's something else in the future that may help me, um, that may help me usurp the emperor, some someone else with a lightsaber. So, so I mean, it's like it's so so overall. It's, I mean, I think Fortress Vader is <coughs> excuse me is a solid enough wrap up to the to the series. It's like and um, it's like and like I said, I guess I wish that I could like find some way to say to really like divorce my feelings um from these like between um these um two ongoing series that um Marvel's put out. But, you know, hey Marvel, it's like if you're gonna like, you know, put out, you know, it's like two Darth Vader ongoing series, like one the second one within months of when the uh the first one concluded, then hey, that's you're just to like like deal with those kind of um these kind of comparisons. In fact, uh, Marvel is still um, like determined to have like, well, maybe not an ongoing Darth Vader series, but it's maybe an ongoing series of miniseries at this point, because we've got an ongoing, um, like we've got a new Darth Vader miniseries from, from Dennis um, Hopeless Hallam and the series of artists that basically ex- examine like how other people see Darth Vader. It's like, it's like either like, either as like a um, beacon of hope, or it's like as like the nightmare that we all that we're all familiar with. So. And also, and I believe they've also got they've also announced some other Darth Vader like projects as well. I think there was another mini series that was announced for this, uh, like I'm um, during the celebration as well. But you know, hey, it's like I guess it's it. This is kind of how it's going to be. It's like you know, like pe- like Marvel realizes that hey, you know, people love Darth Vader. They're going to want to keep um like seeing reading stories about him. And um, well, I guess you know it's probably smart that they're not doing like another ongoing series like at this point because i guess you know what else are you gonna mind from 
Darth Vader's um, history that, sh- that you're going to struggle against, that he's going to struggle against. I mean, you've already got you know, him getting back into the Emperor's good graces between episodes um, four and five, and just you know him establishing himself like in the wake of episode three. So it's kind of like hard to go like for someone to go like, well, what else is he going to? Um, it's like, is he going to be? Um, how else are you going to find a new thing for Vader to struggle against here? I'm sure, they'll find a way, but you know, it's like, but well, we'll see if it's like if what Marvel comes up with in the future is going to be as good as um, the first series, which is still the best, and also this second series, Dark Lord of the Sith, which you know I still think is worth your, is worth your time as well. No, it's not as good as the original, but you know, it's one of those things I like to say. Hails from the magical land of far better than it has a right to be. So, John, um, power still on at your place? Um, yeah, but why would you ask such a question in a podcast? Anyway, um, <laughs> um, you usually ask me the question, so what do you think? Well, what do you think, John? Well, let me ask you this question then. Because I was listening intently, and I have read some of these volumes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, um, what I find interesting is, um, I think that the series do, it does all, an all right job of covering the you know those first initial uh, you know um, things he has to do, and maybe it doesn't surpass this uh, the other Darth Vader series you're talking about. Um, you know, after, you know, uh, the, the, it's after the destruction of the first, first Death Star, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, um, however, it does kind of cover that, you know, and, and it retcons a little bit of stuff, you know, um, maybe. We're that, talking, you're, tra- no. you're talking about this series, Dark Lord of the Sith. That's Death, correct. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It retcons a little bit of things, you know, it's like the no. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, which you, you pointed out, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I anything. It's like it's well, it it also be really hard to not improve on that. But yeah. there you go. It's it's one of those series where it was like a connect the dots kind of a thing. Uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, for years and years and years, people had speculated about Darth Vader, you know, based on the original trilogy of movies and um and it's like oh yeah if i wrote you know uh you know this story this is you know everyone had their it's had you know um you know images in their mind of how it would be until the prequel trilogy actually came out um and then people were um you know uh disappointed <laughs> there were there were a lot of fans that were disappointed not even gonna lie about that right I, including me there was parts where i said uh, okay this is the origin story you came up with okay you know um at least this one you know uh does have you know it, it tries to carry it forward um i think it's interesting that um you know uh there are some jedi who recognize who he is yeah, it's like and, that was. I, mean, I, I that was. I, I liked how like you know. I mean, the, these Jedi weren't dumb. They were. They knew. I mean, like Anakin Skywalker was a big deal, and so they were able to. It's like to, um to connect the dots themselves, so to speak. Exactly. You know, and Order sixty six, right? Order sixty six. Am I am, am I doing this right? Yeah. Because I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've heard those words. But you know, didn't eliminate all of the Jedi, just most of them. Yeah. It's like, wait, how many volumes of this did you read then? 
Um, <laughs> um, it's been some time. Um, I've read a couple of them. I think I read up to uh, when he he goes to the library and he, he meets the librarian. Okay, that's volume two. Yeah, volume two. So okay, okay. So because like I will say that you know Order sixty six does come into play again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, and that was—I thought that was one of the more clever bits. But that's also from, from later, later in the series. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, but I think you're—I think saying connect the dots is also kind of a, a good way of describing this as well, in the sense that you know there's a lot of stuff that that you know we knew was going to happen, and that you know had to kind of play out as it did here as well. You know, and uh, you know, um, one of the stories that's covered is, um, yeah. No, I, I don't want to spoil it. So I'll just say, um, it, it you know, it, it's fine, right? It, it works, and uh, you know, it, and and um, it sounds like may not be as strong, but you still should read it because it does add to the you know to the entirety of of Darth Vader. <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah, like like I said, if you have, it's like I mean, my my biggest problem with here is that like I'm not able to divorce my feelings from this series for my feelings for the original run. But, um, but e- even then it's like, I still thought this was pretty good. Um, go- com- I, even with the, like, the low expectations I had going into it. Yeah. So if, yeah, so you kind of, you know, let's say anyone that's listening out there, you know, they go, Hey, I've never read both of them. And they just go chrono, you know, they go in like, um, uh, we'll call it chronological order, not published date order. Um, that means that they're probably in for more of a treat later on. So how's that? <laughs> yeah. If you decide, if you decided to read, to read, um, this, um, dark Lord of the Sith prior to Darth Vader proper, then yeah, I'd say you're going like you'll experience like a nice upward, like nice upward grade of of um of quality right there. All right, well that sounds cool. Um, and uh, do you know what you're going to talk about next time? Oh, we already kind of said it, didn't we? Yes, yeah. So you can be you, me, and you, me, and Myron, assuming we can like coordinate our schedules just right, um, to talk about um Detective Comics 1000. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks with a Glick. All right, later's. Bye.